Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the, another edition of the Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and Aidan Ryan once again uh, this evening. As we look ahead and look back, actually, at the Munster Junior Games, we'll have a quick recap of the Munster Junior Games from last week involving uh, the Limerick clubs. And also, we look forward to what is going to be a very busy week for Limerick uh, Premier Division clubs, three Limerick Premier Division clubs, as they take on Strand Celtic, Athenroy, and Castlefin Celtic in the FEI Junior Cup. So we will go on to that in, in greater detail as the show goes on. Um, Aidan, we'll start off, obviously, with the, the Munster Junior Cup. Fair to say, Aidan, there was only a couple of casualties, Limerick casualties. You had Limerick Desmond uh, League side, uh, Rathkeel. You had uh, Fairview B going out of the competition. But also, in turn, you had Regional, Charleville, Balananti, and Nina all going through as well, and Fairview A as well on the Saturday night. So as as you know, these ties go, it was fairly successful to get five out of seven uh, Limerick sides through. Yeah, absolutely, Adrian. It was a good weekend for for uh, Limerick teams in the Munster Junior Cup. A lot of the games we expected, we kind of flagged the win, the wins uh, last week, so they were kind of expected. Um, obviously disappointing to see Fairview B go out. I actually went to that game, Adrian, on, on Sunday. And a uh, really good game, Adrian. A lot of good football. I enjoyed the match. I thought Fairview B gave a very good account of themselves. Game of two halves, really. Um, Tremore well on top in the first half and played the game at their pace and dictated dictated the tempo of us and had a, a forward in the, sa- in, in the sh- uh, shape of sh- uh, Sam Shepard and he was, he was an absolute handful in the first half. He scored two. He certainly could have scored another... Maybe one or two. Um, Kevin Curran will be very disappointed with the defending for the first goal, which was very soft. Uh, the second goal, ironically, the second goal resulted from Fairview's only Fairview B's only chance of the first half, which Gavin Buckley, the Tramore goalie, saved, broke straight away, and Sam Shepard did such some great power and pace and scored a very good second goal. Second half, thought Fairview B were really good, Adrian. Um, closed the game up a bit. They they hurried and hassled Chamor, didn't let him dictate the game, and uh, set the tempo themselves. And some very good second half performances from Sachi and uh, Ben O'Shaughnessy. I thought showed some nice touches. Leon Johnson, and uh, they got the goal back to Tyreek Leamy. And if it wasn't for a brilliant tackle by um, Jack Deegan, the centre half of Chamor, right at the desk, that game could have gone to extra time, Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose after watching them, Aidan, as well, I know that Fairview are in the, the top half of the table in Premier A, Fairview B, and, you know, it is very tight division. I know Newport have had a scintillating start, but, you know, from second onwards to maybe seventh, it's it's very tight in terms of promotion. Um, what, what what would you think of the, the chances of Fairview going, going on a run now and, 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 you know, going, obviously we know they can't get promoted, but, you know, making a, a title challenge because, in fairness, they were third last season as well, so there's a consistency there for, from Fairview being last couple of seasons. Yeah, and a very uh, he's a very young side there, Adrian. He's a couple mm-hmm. of experienced players, obviously there with Craig Madigan and Bobby Tier was on the on the on the bench. Um, probably didn't manage the first half very well. Uh, Adrian was the main problem, and and of course the early goal they conceded after three or four minutes, and you're on the back foot, then you're playing a team with the experience of playing in the Waterford Premier League. In terms of their own league, listen, they've been scoring goals for fun mm. in the in the division. And when you when you've when you've guys capable of scoring goals and it and that team looks like they can score goals from anywhere in the pitch. You showed in the second half, there's some good chances in the second half, Adrian. They were f- coming from players all over the pitch. 
um, that gives you a, certainly gives you a good uh, chance of, of climbing the division. They'll be disappointed with some of the defending of the first half, but I have to say in the second half, I thought they were excellent. No, they were helped by the fact Tremor took off uh, Sam Shepard, the aforementioned uh, Sam Shepard, 15 minutes into the second half, which I thought was a, a mistake because he was a handful in the first half. Maybe he had an injury. But um, I would expect Kevin Kerwin to get that team up challenging by the, by the end of the season, certainly on the evidence of the second half on Sunday. And as you mentioned already, we suspected that Fairview A, Regional, United and Nina would all come through uh, their home ties, Aidan, as well. And I suppose, you know, being, being a neutral onlooker, and we've discussed this before, you see Fairview winning 7-0, Nina win 4-1, and obviously Regional beat Blarney 3-0 as well. Um, we've discussed maybe the, the difference in quality between, you know, Munster Senior League sides in Cork, obviously, and, and junior soccer in Cork in general not being as strong anymore. I suppose you'd be a little disappointed with the, the level of competition, I suppose, in those games if you were a, if you're neutral. Yeah, it's a far cry from, say, 10 or 12 years ago, Adrian, when the Cork AUL, you know, they had, they had some powerhouse teams down there that were always a threat. Not only in the Munster Junior, but in the FBI, and they were getting to latter stages like last 32 and last 16, and a couple of them to the last days. Mm. But that has certainly changed. And um, depending on, in terms of the Munster Senior League, and players are going there first now. And even players, Adrian, who, who might be good enough for senior football in the Munster Senior League, are going to the junior divisions in the Munster Senior League. And there seems to be a, 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 a train of thought now that that league is run a little bit better and a lot more professional than the Cork AUL and uh, mm. than the Cork AUL is, which is a disappointment, obviously, in terms of the looking to the standard of it. And as, as you've uh, flagged, the results show that. I mean, Fairview A beating Village, who are from the Cork AUL Premier 7-0, and by all accounts, could have won by more. I suppose the, the one thing I don't want to do is take credit away from the, the Limerick teams either, uh, Aidan, because, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And, you know, all those three teams did a professional job, obviously, as well. Yeah, and some some quality goals. I saw some of the Fairview A goals. A lot of quality in them. Good movement, good fishing. Um, Nina Nina's victory over Dunmanway. I'm, I'm led to believe that there was a... Barcelona TikTok goal scored Adrian for their second where we had 20 yes, and 25 yeah. passes before they scored which is yes uh, yes yes that's right which which uh, great things about so there's loads of toffee going out to, to Nina again this week out to, <laughs> to Brickfield with that and then you had uh, regional with a very good victory over over um, Blarney I see David Cooper back Owen Duff back in the team yeah Kieran O'Connor chipping in with a penalty and of course a really good victory for Balnanti, Adrian. That was huge, wasn't it, Adrian? Because that was a real banana skin. Yeah, yeah massive victory uh, to go out there, keep a clean sheet in very tough conditions by all accounts against a team that are absolutely flying at the top of the Desmond League. Uh, great to see them winning 3-0. couple of experienced players chipping in with goals. We were talking, Adrian Hurley telling us about he wanting to, to get an input to the team. Well, he certainly did on Sunday. I believe he got in the, uh, on the end of a set piece, which is great. Adrian Power and Abzi scoring the other two. Fantastic victory out there. Absolutely. And of course, uh, last but not least, Charleville got over the line, a 3-2 victory in their in their game as well. Uh, as we said, you know, they'll obviously be be, be hurting maybe from the loss of Keane McNamara as, uh, for the rest of the season who went into to Fairview. But, you know, that's a, a real confidence-boosting victory if they needed it at all. Yeah, it was the most impressive, impressive victory of the weekend for me, Adrian. 
I had a worry about the game. I think I said it to you last week. Mm. Two mile bars are, are uh, going very, very well in the Tipperary Premier League. They're assured of safety there for this season, which is probably unusual for them. As I said, they're normally a yo-yo club. And uh, for Charleville to go there without one of their top players and uh, secure a victory like that. And they led 2-0 and 3-1, which means they were on the front foot. And that's a good sign of a team going away from home and producing that. And maybe Shane Dillon, who scored two goals, I think, during the match, Adrian. Maybe Shane will take up the mantra there and uh, be the main man. If he wasn't the main man already, maybe he'll come come to the fore a bit more now and take on the responsibility and help that team uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And and now we move on, Aidan, from the provisional, provincial, excuse me, Munster Junior Cup to the national FAI uh, Junior Cup, which you know has thrown up some you know big ties, but none bigger than Athenry hosting Fairview Rangers in the competition. There's recent history between those sides in the in both the junior and senior cups. Um, but the junior cup tie being in the semi final where Fairview Rangers in it during a COVID hit year, but the year Fairview Rangers won. Uh, the trophy, defeating Athenry uh, on penalties at the fair green and in a very a day full of tough conditions uh, for both sides. Um, looking at Athenry in their joint top in the league um, in the Galway Premier Division with Salt Hill, uh, Devin, obviously um, there's eight wins from, from 10 games with just one defeat as well. So, I mean, if you're just looking at it, you know, on the cold face of things, it, it, you know, Fairview couldn't have asked for, for a tougher task on, on Sunday. Yeah, massive, massive task going away from home. Although the trip is short, as you say, Attenroy going really well, beat Ringmahan in the last round. Now, just they struggled a bit with uh, Ringmahan, Adrian, two all. Um, mm-hmm. once they, I think they led one nil, two one down, had to come back in the end and won the penalties. Um, so that was a struggle from, but at the same time, showed a bit of character to come through the match. Uh, have been going really well in the league. I think one in the uh, Connacht Junior Cup. Last weekend, beat uh, I think it was Kiltam- Kiltama. I think they beat them four one. They would have been expected to win that. You, it's it's hard to know what what Athenry will get. Adrian, they lost the big league game earlier on the season, but they've bounced back from that. They lost to Salted Devon, didn't they? Five one, five nil, and they've come back from that and gone on a run of games. And they have a lot of quality there. I know some of the players. Colin McDonovan, actually an experienced player, is just back in the team. He's been out for a while with injury. You're talking about Adam Leggett, Cole Connolly, uh, Ryan Shotnessy, really good players. And a lot happening up there at the moment. They're building a new pitch as well, a new 4G pitch, a 5G pitch. And they've just uh, announced Stephen Lally, Lally, who you'll be familiar with, yeah, familiar with from League of Ireland. Yeah. yeah, he's just been announced there as kind of a director of coaching and player development. And I think that's very significant for them because Stephen Lally is a fantastic coach and a fantastic manager. And has worked at all levels of the game. So, a lot of good things happening with them. So, a big task for Fairview. But, look, yeah. Fairview are serial, serial, uh, a serial team in, this, in, in terms of winning FEIs and going far in FEIs. So, Fairview will hold no fear going up there, Adrian, as you know yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, look, it, it goes back to the, the old mantra of anything can happen on the day. And because it's... You can't, you know, there's no real difference between the form of either team, really. I suppose you looked at that Salt Hill beating Athenry, as you said earlier in the season, 5 0, which would have hurt them at the time. But then again, you look at Fairview Rangers, who we were out there when they lost 4 1 to Balananti, and that would have hurt them. But, you know, both teams reacted really well to that. So, you know, it, it, it's very hard to call because both sides are going into it in very equal form. 
Yeah, and Fairview's farm has been really good the last few weeks. Look, we obviously had that blip before Christmas. Okay, but since then, they've been regional away in the league, 3-0. I was at that game. Very, very impressive, Adrian. Really impressive the way they looked after the game. Man managed it well. And they were missing a few at the back. They had a makeshift defence. You Stephen Bradley and Scott Curran playing centre-half. You had a new young lad, uh, Blake Curran from Ashling, at left full. Blake Curran, yeah, yeah. You know, so they had a few players missing out of there and, and they still came through the game, no problem. And last week's win, 7-0 at home. Uh, confidence must be great. Now, I believe Conor Ellis took an injury, but you still had Jack Arra. Four goals for Jack Arra as well. Yeah, listen, fantastic centre-forward. Will give you everything he's got. Has a lot of attributes. Some of them different to Conor Ellis, obviously. I don't think he runs the channels as much as Conor Ellis would. Mm. But his hold-up play, his link play is really good. And he knows how to finish. He's going to get a quarter of goals for Fairview this season. So, I think they're going up there. Instead. And from midfield up, they're a huge threat, Adrian. You've seen them play yourself. They're a massive threat from midfield up. With Rainsford, Coughlin, Arra, possibly Ellis, Shane Duggan, Stephen Bradley. You know, and Keen McNamara now as well, as we said. Yeah, Keen McNamara, yeah, mass, absolutely massive trade, Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it would be interesting to see how, how that game goes, and we'll be watching that keenly as well. But another game which will take place is Region United going to Sligo to face Strand Celtic. Um, in, now, you know, in fairness to Region, you know, they've always been known maybe a bit of a Spurs team, as I've referred to them in, in the past. You know, they maybe not don't have the consistency in the league. But they often get to, you know, maybe your last 16s of, of FAI uh, Junior Cups. They seem to win these type of games that they're expected to away from home. Maybe expected being a strong word. But if you look at Strand Celtic, you know, they've got three wins from nine league games uh, this year in their own Premier Division, four defeats and, uh, you know, two draws, so, two draws as well. So, you know, if you're looking at it quality-wise, Sligo Leitrim League, and then you've got the the Sligo League and then you've got the Limerick League you'd be looking at it expecting maybe that regional you know will be confident going up there that they can, can come back as uh, progressed Yeah I'd be expecting a win up there Adrian the game might be a little bit tougher now than the, than the last one they had uh, I think it was a way to Coleraine wasn't it Coleraine for yeah, the CCSL yeah. mm. so you'd expect this one to be a little bit tougher Strand are normally kind of a mid-table team in the Sligo Leitrim League nearly every year they're normally no danger going down but at the same time don't seem to have enough to make the breakthrough into the top three or four. Um, regional will be going to a good setup up there, Adrian. Lovely, lovely facilities. Have a think a two, 200, 300 seater stand. Good setup. I've seen it before. They beat Claude Rangers in the last round from the North Tip League. Very comfortable win, 6 0. And as you say, look, kind of reasonably consistent in the league without tearing it up. They're still in, oh no, sorry, they're out of the Connacht Junior Cup, Adrian, which which they'll be disappointed with. I think they lost to Castle Celtic in the last round on penalties. They'll, they'll give Region a, a test, but you'd expect Region to come through. And as I said, good to see Owen Duff back in the team. David Cowper's back fit. Should be going up with a near near full string squad. So you'd expect a victory there and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll come through it. Yeah, absolutely. I know that we spoke about, obviously, Sean Russell maybe tinkered with the team in the league game. Uh, against Fairview, obviously before the cup, a few of those players came back into the team. Um, they gave them probably the, the perfect response if they were dropped, but not that we know if they were dropped or rested. Aiden, but it was the perfect response if they were anyway. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, you, you know, you're 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 keeping a clean sheet. You're getting a few goals. 
look, you're coming to these big cup games now, Adrian. You need your best 11 on the pitch, if at all possible. Now, as I said before last week, we don't know what's going on in the background in the, with, with squads and that, with fellas working and yeah. fellas could be out of form, fellas might be able to train as much. But you must try and get everything, you must do everything you can to get your top 11 for these big games. And this is a big game now. This is a big game. Make no mistake about it. And Strand will be up for this as well. And you and, and no no cup games are given, Adrian. You flagged it yourself earlier on. Nothing's a given. You never say never. You've got to go and be professional, do your job, and hopefully have the best team out there to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose Balananti Rovers, red hot favourites, it's fair to say, going into their tie against Castlevin Celtic. Uh, that game will actually take place at 12 o'clock. I know a lot of people will be expecting get the FBI game to be at 2 o'clock. But I assume, as we were speaking about during the week, it may be due to the fact that, you know, being from Donegal area, they want them to get, they want to give time for Casafin to get home on a Sunday. So, you know, that game will take place in LIT at 12 o'clock. Um, the reason I say Red Hot favourites, obviously, is because Balananti have been in very good form since Christmas as well. And, you know, they got a very good victory over Kuna in the league. A really good win, as we know, against Raquel as well uh, in the Munster Junior Cup. So they'll be full of confidence going into it. And obviously, Castle Finn, second bottom in the Donegal uh, Premier, you know, struggling, look at the results. Only one victory from six uh, so far uh, this season. Um, it's fair to say that, that you know, the, a lot of Limerick uh, folk, soccer folk, will, will be expecting Balnanti to, to fly the flag for Limerick into the next round. Yeah. You know something? They're going in as red hot favourites, which which they won't like, and they no. won't like me. They won't <laughs> like no. Um, as you said, our form is fantastic. I've noticed the last few games a lot of guys getting game time, so you know people people will be up to speed. The players will be up to speed. But you know something, now, agent? This is a little banana skin, even though they're they're favourites for it, because Castle Finn, even though they they're, they're second bottom of the league, they've only played six games. They're three or four games behind everybody else in that league. And they've only lost two out of the six. They've drawn the other three. They, Draw they, specialists. Yeah, but they beat also uh, Kil, Kilmacron in the last league game, 3-1. Now, they're, they're second, or joint top in, in the Donegal League, I think, or second in the in the Donegal League. They won 3-1. They beat Killarney in the last round, 2-1. Uh, might have come from a goal down in that, I think. And got their winner in the last minutes. So they, they have a little bit about them, Adrian. They beat Glengad in the round before that. And you know Glengad are a name that come out of mm. the area in, Dunga, in Donegal regularly the last four or five years. I think Pike actually played them a few years ago. That's right. Um, yeah. So, you know, not a game to be taken for granted. Again, got to be professional about it. This crowd will have something about them. They have a guy up... Uh, plays up front and on the wing called Jordan Duffy who I've heard about has something about him he's nicking goals every single week for them so they'll need to be on their toes better for this need to get ahead in this game give not give, give uh, Castlefin nothing to fight for in this game give him nothing to fight for um, I know that um, Aidan as well like that maybe you know Balanenti clubmen and stalwarts uh, I'd be open to correction on it but there's just something in the back of my mind that feels that you know, when Balananti are favourites against teams that maybe they might be expected to go through, it doesn't always work out that way for them in the past. So I know that Dave Dunphy will, will certainly be uh, <clears throat> guarding against complacency all the week through training this week. Yeah, well, they've an experienced management team down now, Adrian. I mean, mm. you have you have Dave Dunphy, obviously, you've Ray McMahon and you've Derek Bradish. And look, at they've, they've been about and about for a long time. So I'm quite sure they'll have the players well prepared for this game. 
I'm sure the sessions this week were, were, were good and informative for the team and they must be raring to go. And look, if everyone's available, they'll have headaches trying to pick a, a first 11 because there's a nice strong squad there now at the moment. 16, 17 players, 18 players all vying for, for 11 spots. So I'm sure they're looking forward to the fixture. I've a good feeling about they'd come through it. They just need to be a little bit guarded about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose just to turn our focus from uh, the FAI Junior Cup onto the Lawson Cup, which also fixtures that were due to take place last week that are taking place this week in the Lawson Cup locally. You have uh, Glenview Rovers taking on Pike Rovers, uh, a huge clash for them. Um, and it's been uh, the story of Manny, uh, the, the the pitch in the Cats Cradle. Now, this is a different pitch to the one that Manny played on with the massive hill, uh, but it's still, you know, a far cry from from Cross the Gala and, and the facilities there. So I know I know many people out in Glenview uh, will be hoping to make it as uncomfortable for Pike as, as possible on Sunday. Um, obviously, we expect Pike to come through, but look, uh, I suppose a great occasion for Glenview uh, to to welcome him out. Yeah, I, I wonder, Adrian, will the electric fence be on around the pitch? <laughs> I can remember Adrian just a little story on that. I can remember taking a prospect team out there many moons ago. We were a Premier team, a good Premier team at the site at uh, the time now in the early nineties, and we went out to Glenview on that pitch. The game was blowing up a bit early. We scored a few goals, but a couple of our lads felt the force of that fence, I can tell you, when they went uh, after the football as they went down there. So, a word of warning to the bike, to guys, to be ready for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I know that um, I know they've moved it down, as I said, Aiden, from the, the real, the hill, as they call it, uh, the oh, hill pitch, oh. but... um. But still, as I said, it won't. It'll be a far cry in a January day. So, as I said, Glenview will be hoping to, to make it as uncomfortable early as they can. Yeah, I, listen, it, it, you'd expect Pye to come through that game fairly comfortably, wouldn't you? And maybe a few lads get a, get a run out that wouldn't normally be getting a run out and get a bit of game time. Yeah, absolutely. And I know two clubs in the other three, two games, there's two clubs that are, are, I suppose, fairly close to your heart for different reasons. But obviously, at Lunkers, you're currently playing with the B team. And obviously, you know, Helping out with the training in the with the A squad who do play Kilfrush in Division One A. Um, that's an away tie for at uh, Lunkard. Now at Lunkard did struggle to come through Parkville, who were actually Division below Kilfrush uh, in in recent weeks as well. So you know they, they'll be under no illusions going into it at the same time, I'd imagine. And would you have yeah. had a word in that respect as well? Very lucky to come through the last tie, Adrian. I'll tell you. Parfil had several opportunities to, to see that game through and unfortunately for them they didn't see it through and they got they got caught in penalties but were very unlucky not, not to come through that game Parkville. So um it'll be a tough game for uh Keith Keith Curley uh, and co outside in uh outside in Kilfrush. They won't be a walkover, it'll be a tough game. It's a cup game. It's a cup game, anything can happen. Absolutely. And finally they've been all premier clash with Nina against Kuna in um, Kuna away in Nina in this one Brickfields um, Kuna I know that the Kuna management were disappointed maybe with the, the manner of the first half performance when Kuna lost to Balinanti you know they, they conceded three goals in the first half made it made it really hard for themselves um, obviously this is a different uh, you know perspective it's a cup game but you know it, it there's not even though you know Nina are ahead and in the top six in the Premier, and you know, it seems to be in decent form. Seems to be a, a decent feel around the place. And you can you can tell that you know, Kuna will be will be desperate maybe to to give a game out to Nina and try and advance in this trophy. Yeah, Ian Connolly and the lads would be anxious to to put up a show on here, Adrian. I I watched Kuna a few times, Adrian. Uh, I watched the league game against Ballon in the last four nil, and 
was very disappointed, but they were very unlucky as well. Outside and <laughs> playing as well as they can play, they were very unlucky with injuries and stuff that was going on in the game that just wasn't happening for them. And they need to get a full squad back. Certainly mm. need Neulers back in the centre of the defence because he's a real leader. And any time he's played, they've done really well. So he's been a big loss to them. So they need him back in the team. And uh, look, they'll need to harness the troops and try and go out and put up a show, certainly, and, and see can they nick a win. But Nina, Nina, Nina are going all right, you know. That win last week, uh, very good win, very comfortable win. Keeps keeps their season going. They're in the top six. They're going well. They're playing good football. Again, you'd have to expect Nina to come through the game, Adrian, wouldn't you? Go on in current form, certainly. Absolutely. And on a final note as well, Aidan, um, it's on a note of the, the celebration of the 50th anniversary of Jackman Park, which everyone knows, obviously, is the headquarters of, of Limerick Junior Football, hosts all the cup final uh, deciders, which, you know, it's a great, it's it's like your day out at the Aviva, it's a day out in Jackman uh, for, for all junior clubs, is what you'd be striving for. Um, there's a 50th anniversary taking place, it's the February the 10th, uh, is when the, the game will take place. It's Limerick District League selection against Treaty United, who will only be a week out from their season as well, uh, starting in the the, or the League of Ireland, should I say, um, when they take on Bray Wanderers. That'll be their final pre-season game. You have the Limerick District League managed by Declan Considine, Dahi Donahue and Keith Curley, who will obviously you'll be very familiar with from, from at Lunkard. Uh, they will, will take place. So what I believe is the case, Aidan, is that you have a, a Premier Division selection uh, who will take on 3D United in the first half. And they've also, you know, in an attempt to, we'll say, include every division in the the in the Limerick Leagues, you have a team from every division, uh, from every division, just one team picked out of a hat from every division and five from uh, Premier A, um, with one player selected from each team that will take place in the second half. So it's trying to be all-inclusive, um, but it will be a great occasion, obviously, because as we've seen, there's been plenty of um, improvements in Jackman Park in, in recent years as well, to be fair. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And listen, I, on a personal level, I've great memories of Jackman Park down the years with the matches I've played on teams I've been involved in. Plus the fact that the, the games you go and see there, you know, we've great memories of it. So it's nice to see it. Uh, something happening in, in relation to that. What is also good good to see, Adrian, is that players from the lower divisions are being recognised and teams from, from the lower divisions have been recognised in the teams in the team selection in terms of the squad. So it should be a great occasion for everybody and hopefully they'll get a decent crowd there to, to, to watch it and uh, it'll be something to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. A light-hearted event, uh, I'm sure. Um I suppose not speaking of lighthearted, it won't be lighthearted for you. But you were talking about memories of Jackman Park. Now this is a fairly recent one, but we're—I remember anyway. I can't remember the exact year, but my one of my abiding memories of showing disappointment and you know joy in one in one instant was when your own Jamesborough side lost on penalties to Pike in the Munster Junior final, which was packed out on the night. I remember, and I just remember your reaction. If I looked over to my left, your reaction leaning on the fence disconsolate and then seeing all the Pike players running out if you could have caught that photo I would now I tell you what I would love to have caught that photo as it turned out <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a listen it, I, I think I said afterwards actually Adrian I, I did an interview with you after that and I said that Pike deserved to win the game and they did we didn't play particularly well in the night um, I thought Pike had some very good football especially in the first half on the night and, and they won it on penalties now, the funny thing about cup football, as you know, and especially with finals, 
we, we could have won that game on penalties. We were in a position to go ahead yeah. there on penalties on right. stage. And the minute we missed that penalty, I think I turned to Shane a hand in the mountain silver and said, that's it. We won't win it now. And consequently, look, I'm not being a know-all here, but we didn't win it. And I was very disappointed because if you do, it's, it's, if you do win it on penalties, Adrian, no matter how poor you played, you'll take the victory. Of course. I can tell you that. You'll take the victory and you'll revel in the victory. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So, I, I'm, I'm quite sure when you saw the look of disappointment on my on my face, no one likes losing a big final like that. It was a it was a big local final outside of it being a big provincial final, and it was a great occasion. There was a massive crowd there, but it was certainly disappointing to lose it. But overall, no complaints. Pike were a better team. I was beginning to think I was um you know that was poor form on my part, but look, you've won enough of them anyway, so don't feel too sorry for you anyway for bringing it up. <laughs> That's for sure. But anyway, as I said. Hopefully we'll we'll have plenty to, to celebrate this weekend. Well, premature celebrations they would be uh, in terms of the, the Limerick sides. We hope that all three Limerick sides advance in the FEI uh, Junior Cup. And obviously you've got some competitive games coming up in the Lawson Cup, hopefully as well uh, this weekend. Um, you know, So my thanks once again to Aidan for joining us and giving us his analysis and insight into this week's games and last week's games. And we hope you can join us once again uh, next week uh, as we will recap a uh, plenty of action that will take place this week, as well as looking ahead to, to plenty of more action in the Limerick uh, Junior League. So thank you.